Welcome to Legends from the Hill, the Franciscan University Alumni Podcast, where I talk to alumni about their candid experiences as students and what they're doing in life now. Here in Season 3, we look forward to hearing from alumni across the globe about how Franciscan University has impacted their life and the lives of people around them. I'm your host, Christy Fleming, Class of 2010 and Director of Alumni Relations at Franciscan. Thanks for joining Legends from the Hill podcast. Today, we're excited to have Anthony Pienta on the podcast. Anthony is a 2004 graduate with a triple major in business, theology, and philosophy. He went on to have a career in philanthropy and supporting both organizations and donors. We're honored to hear more from Anthony on the podcast today. Anthony, thank you for joining us. Good to have you today. Thanks, thanks, Christy. This is, uh, I told you, I, I listen to the podcast, so it's, it's kind of weird to be on, on the podcast. Yeah, welcome. You. Welcome to the other side. I'm excited to hear more about you and your story and your Franciscan story. Um, so can we go back to the beginning and hear a little bit about where you're from and how did you choose to come to Franciscan to study? Uh, yeah, good question. So I was, uh, I grew up in Southwest Michigan, a little town called Kalamazoo, uh, was public schooled all the way through. Uh, some friends of ours from, um, from town sent one of their daughters to Franciscan. So I'd heard about it here and there. Uh, as we began to take the faith more seriously, uh, I ended up visiting once, didn't know what to think. It was kind of, I was kind of young at that point. Um, I ended up actually going to state school. So like a, a college with 25,000 students, a big state university, for a year. And I remember thinking like, man, like, is this, is this all it is? Is am I going to kind of go through my college years and have like the same experience as so many people or, yeah, I was kind of thinking like, is this a chance where I can really go and have a kind of a unique formation experience? I knew that because I wasn't, uh, I didn't, I didn't get a lot of the formation growing up that, that I needed it. So I, I had a couple of good people making, you know, asking me the right questions, you know, what do you, what do you want to do? What do you, what do you hope to get from your college experience? So uh, eventually made, made the jump and uh, I don't regret it. I, um, you know, it was, it was the best, uh, one of the best decisions I ever made. Obviously I ended up meeting my wife at Franciscan, um, you know, and it wasn't just a formation of, you know, intellectually, it was formation of faith. It was formation uh, as a human, as a person that um, has, has affected me, you know, the rest of my life. And it's something that I think, uh, as I think back, even the friendships that, that uh, have developed, that, you know, I still run into tons of Franciscan alums all over the place. And part of that is this, it helps us build this amazing network. So it's, it's something I, I wouldn't, uh, I, I would never, I never trade. Mm-hmm. And it, I'd love that network part of it because it's a small school, but it's a strong network. So it shows that you don't have to just go to a state school to have those connections and the networks. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I just went to that, uh, you know, Focus puts on the big SEEK event, uh, you know, each year, right over, right after, after new year's and you, you could hardly even walk into the, the, the building and you, you know, you run into friends. So, uh, it kind of speaks to the strength of the network and just how many people are, are off doing really cool things, mm-hmm. uh, in the church and, and, and elsewhere. Absolutely. Yeah. So, all right. So when you transferred, did you stick with the same major? Did you know what you wanted to do? How did you, what was your <laughs> academic experience like? I mean, that's funny. So, you know, I didn't really have a major when I came in, I was one of those gen ed, you know, take up, you know, the most, um, you know, inconsequential courses possible at a state university. So, you know, what do you do with like, uh, music appreciation and, you know, basic <laughs> writing course? I mean, I, the problem was when I, when I transferred, um, 
all the credits came in, but they didn't end up counting towards much. Hmm. So it was almost like I was starting over. Um, so yes, I ended up being a business major and then I started as a business major. And then as I was there, I was like, gosh, you know, the university is pretty good at like theology and philosophy. Like I'll, let me try those too. Um, and I just never stopped. I, I just added those. So I, ended, <laughs> I was a triple major oh, wow. Christy, and I don't, but I don't recommend that. By the way. Um, it, it was, it was nice and in hindsight, but it was, it was a lot. Um, so it was, it was fun to do, but it's, uh, you know, it's, it's something that helps me in my work now. Um, but I loved the integration of, um, you know, thinking about business, but not just thinking about it in terms of, um, you know, ha- having a job when you graduate, it's also about thinking about the other person. It's ultimately, um, you know, you think about the way the market works. It's about, you know, it's about service. It's about thinking about being other directed. You're not going to be good at business very long if you're not thinking about um, the needs of the others and those that you're serving. It's ultimately, ultimately a, an act of service. So, um, yeah, I mean, that, so I, I was very much formed by, by you know, kind of the, the ideas, the, like learning how to think and philosophy, hmm. um, you know, learning my faith better in theology and then kind of integrating it all together, I think was, um, that was a perfect time. And I, I'm also glad I did that then because it, it'd be hard to kind of uh, once you start your life and things to really kind of yeah, think about those like really inherently large ideas and kind of foundational uh, thoughts. So I was glad I could, I could do that while I was at, at Franciscan. Yeah. That's so unique too, to be able to have that philosophy theology with the business. Cause it really, that's what sets Franciscan alumni apart in the business world, especially is having that ability to think and the foundation of that. That's huge. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's something I, I, I call on uh, all the time today. So yeah, very, very, very glad to have that experience. Wow. Okay. But I can imagine that would be very busy to have a triple major when you transfer in to a new school. So what was the adjustment like or socially and in getting involved in the life of campus, which is so much of the heart of who we are? What was that like for you? Uh, it was good. It, it was, you know, a little slow at first, but um, there were a couple of fun things that really made it um, made it easy. And, you know, in hindsight, it's something that was, was a terrific experience. One was, was household, right. I joined concrete through love household, uh, had a fantastic experience, um, with them, it, you know, not just living on the same wing, but also all the commitments, all of the, um, you know, building these amazing friendships. Um, and also I, I eventually became, became an RA, um, my last few years, uh, the, that experience was, was fantastic working with, um, working with residents, you know, building relationships, um, so much more than just, you know, kind of being a monitor in the, in the building, but it's, it's really like, how do you, how do you serve, right? It's, it's an act of, of mm-hmm. service. Um, for a while I was in music ministry. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, played, uh, played the bass. I was in a couple different groups. Um, that was, that was a very good experience. Um, yeah, but I, I think, I think it was just being part of, uh, part of the culture on campus. Um, what was, uh, you know, so, so much to gain just from being around, going on retreats, going on, uh, being with households, being, uh, there's so much that that's part of campus. That was, that was enjoyable. Um, and I'm sure really so, different than coming from a state school. Yeah, completely different. So, uh, yeah, it feels like a family effectively. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's what, uh, that's what I needed. And, you know, the, the mentors as well, uh, a couple of professors I really got close to, I know you're going to ask me about that. Um, and, and still, I still keep in touch with several of them, which mm-hmm. is, which is, which is still good. Um, so, yeah, but that's, I mean, that was the foundation that I needed. I think that was the, you know, once you're there, you kind of acclimate and then build these friendships. And, um, and these are the people I'm still talking to today, which right. is great. Yeah, that's amazing. So I have to ask, what dorm were you in? Give us the picture of what was the RA life like? Well, I mean, the first thing is, like, so the, the dorm I started in was, uh, was no longer a men's dorm. It was, I was in Marion Hall. Okay. Um, so, and it was when, um, 
I'm trying to remember. I think it was when I was in Austria that we got word that there was going to be the switch. Uh, and that was, that was chaotic, right? All the, you know, our identities were changing, you know, we're like, Oh my gosh, what do you mean? I, I have to, I can't go back to Marion. I have to be in Trinity now. Like what's this all about? Right. Um, so that was a little bit, uh, traumatic, uh, when, when we learned all about that. Um, but yeah, so it was in Trinity for, for two years, um, as an RA. So the, ironically I was on the wing, um, with arguably what could be the, you know, the most, um, Toxic is the wrong word. Um, a volatile, we'll put it that way, the volatile list of, of men's households in that building. So in his image, IHI and Prince of Peace, POP, um, to their credit, they're very uh, spirited, shall we say. Um, <laughs> and so I was, those were the two uh, you know, households I was responsible for. Um, and funny enough, I only, I mean, I think I only wrote about 10 infractions my, my whole time as an RA. Um, I think because, uh, you know, oftentimes they were, uh, they were, they were good, maybe just good and responsible when I was around, um, put go. it that way. But it was, I, I had a real appreciation for those guys, uh, and, and their vigor and, uh, and they really knew how to have fun. So, um, that was, uh, that was certainly a, you know, a, a rewarding experience, uh, gave me a lot to know about conflict resolution and, mm. um, how to, how to have a good time as well. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but that was, that was a terrific experience. Um, we also, I think as an RA, uh, one of the cool things we got to do was put on really amazing parties uh, and we had a budget to do it, which is even better. So mm-hmm. one of the coolest things that, um, that I was part of, so it was, it was actually, it was, it was a good uh, win in one way and also taught us a lot about uh, event planning in another. Um, so the win was that we did this a big, this big pig roast. Um, it was in the winter. Uh, it was cold out, and we said, "Hey, we're you know we're going to host it at, at Trinity." There's the uh, we hosted it with Marion Hall. Also, the the the, um, the lady RAs across the uh, the courtyard were involved. Uh, we had all kinds of bonfires in the courtyard. We ordered these pigs from a local uh, a local vendor. And we said, "Gosh, how are we going to market this? What, what's a really good way?" And it just turns out that there was a FOP, a festival of praise, earlier that evening, and we said, "All right." We cozy up to the um, to the lady who was running the the, uh, the festivals at the time. He said, "Hey, when you're done, can you make an announcement that there's a free pig roast at Trinity and Marion in the courtyard? All are invited. Come on over." Um, so we wanted this to be the most successful thing. Um, I don't remember how many people came, but it was we ran out of the, uh, out of out of pig um, within about 20 minutes. Oh my god! Um, and so it was a, it was a great lesson in marketing and kind of what works. And I, maybe that was early influencer marketing, right? Right. Um, but it also uh, it taught us a lot about planning because I think we ran out of food in pretty short order. Um, Did you so, guys do all of the the cooking, the roasting, all of that? Um, so we did not roast. We ordered the pigs fully cooked, fully ready. Oh, okay. Um, but we had we had a, we had to, you know we, we had guys that were cutting into it. We had all the, all the you know, carving station, all that kind of stuff. Um, but then, yeah, we were eventually ran out of, you know, mashed potatoes and all everything else that we had. Uh, oh that was along, but it ended up being a really fun party. Um, so that, that was a pretty cool thing. Uh, I think that we it's did. also a lesson in college <clears throat> students will always go where the food is. So if you have food, true. they will be there. Yes, absolutely. No, I think so. Um, the other, I think you guys might've talked about this on a previous show, but the other cool thing that we, we did, I never ran it. I think I participated once, um, was the, the wrestling matches in, um, where we'd set up, uh, you get like, you know, 10 or 15 guys to bring their mattresses. You put them on, on the floor, all along the walls, uh, kind of in, in one of the open areas. Um, and you set up, you know, wrestling matches on your knees effectively so that nobody gets hurt. Um, and talk about a way to help guys like in february or march when it's cold to like beat cabin fever 
Uh, oh my gosh. That was, uh, you walk away from those events, just having such a good time. You know, it's kind of, you know, guys only, no girls allowed. Um, and yeah. you need to get some, you know, let off some steam. Uh, I feel like I recently <laughs> heard stories of these happening in Austria. I didn't know they were on main campus as well, but I think so. I think they eventually got, got canned because they, um, maybe some other, other halls did them, but didn't have the same safety implements in place. And I think somebody got hurt at one point. So not enough pillows there. Anyway. Yeah. Not, not enough. Pillow. No, I think they were standing. I don't think they had enough. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, some, somebody got hurt. So I think that was the end of, um, you know, mm-hmm. the, the men's wrestling nights, but, uh, be it as it may, those were, those were fun. The other, there's one other story I have to tell about, about Trinity. This is, this was not my thing, but, uh, so this is actually, so before Trinity, this was in Marion, the, one of the RAs did this. Um, it was based on the show survivor and all of the guys in the hall were given a, a spoon. So that was your, that was your ticket. Um, and everybody had one name that you had to go after. And, um, so you have to go. And if you caught the other man in, in the residence hall without a spoon, uh, you'd say like, you know, Hey, you're out or I don't know, the tribe has spoken, oh something like gosh. that. Uh, and eventually, you know, you, you start with what is, what does Marion have? 100, 150, 200, uh, residents. And every day they they'd keep publishing a list of, you know, who's out, who's out. And it, it, the list gets, once you, once you get someone out, then you go after whoever he was going after. Um, it, it went on, it ended up <laughs> going on for like two weeks, two or three weeks. And eventually there had to be, there's, there's these like three or four just total diehards that, you know, wouldn't sleep without their spoon and bedrooms are off limits, but, <laughs> okay. um, you know, but eventually they had to, you know, these two guys just, you know, were not going to let go. So they had to have a, uh, uh, some sort of an event where they'd go and find, find a spoon that was hidden somewhere. And that's who the winner was. Um, I think but that's it, a good... it, it just overcame campus. It was amazing. Yeah. That sounds like a community building. Like everybody's <clears throat> engaged. You can't really escape it. That's really fun. Yeah, no, it was, that was a lot of fun. I, th- I think we still, I've talked to a few guys recently about how, how, how fun that was. And, um, yeah, you know, we start banding together to go get someone out and everything. <laughs> it was, it was amazing. <laughs> that's um, amazing. Wow. Well, I don't know if you heard the most recent news that there are hopes of expanding Trinity. Um, so it was built so that you could build it higher. So we oh, are right. actually, because we're busting at capacity here of being able to house students. So they're, they're looking into building it a couple more floors. So it should be really nice. That would be awesome. That was, I thought that was a fun haul. I mean, it was the, one of the further walks on campus, but mm-hmm. um, a great community, great uh I actually, I mean, surrounded by woods and stuff. It was actually really fairly picturesque, mm-hmm. probably a little bit quieter than the rest of campus, which was, which was nice at times. So, right. Right. Yeah. We've recently also bought the hotel that's like directly below it. So I think there's some of the guys are plotting how to get a gondola or a rope of some sort that will go from one place to the other. I wouldn't be surprised if that's already been traversed somehow. This, so this is true. We won't say it publicly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. All right. So you had a lot of fun. You studied really hard. So it sounds like you took full advantage of the student experience. Did you know what you wanted to do after or where, where did life after graduation land you? I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, other than, you know, just this combination of, you know, great wisdom and ideas and, you know, this idea of service and, um, you know, wanting to do, you know, amazing things. Um, so, I mean, it's funny, it's kind of, you know, God takes you in very, um, you know, odd path sometimes. So my first job out of college, 
upon graduation, I, I was actually an insurance adjuster um, at, at a big, uh, I went back to Michigan um, and I, I became an expert in mobile homes. Um, and like, so we would take the, you know, I was an adjuster over the phone um, and you, you they, they tell you what, what was damaged, how do you, you figure out what it, what did it cost, that sort of thing. Hmm. Um, but it, it was, you know, it was something I learned and was, it was interesting. I, I didn't see myself doing that long term. I, you know, a lot of, you kind of look around and a lot of people were, you know, it, it wasn't something that was peaceful. I would say it was, it was something that really was, it was fairly stressful. Uh, it's not something people did for a long time. Um, so I began kind of thinking, you know, I, I really love the, the ideas world. I want to get back into that. Um, and that was kind of perfect timing. Um, one of my spiritual directors growing up, um, led this think tank in Grand Rapids called the Acton Institute. Um, there was an opening there to work in the research department. So I jumped, uh, had a great chance to, um, be in this intersection of, of Catholic social teaching and, um, economics and kind of, uh, business and serving, uh, serving the fellow man, um, uh, markets and morality, kind of all these ideas kind of uh, coming together and had a great chance to be around others. It wasn't specifically a, a Catholic organization. It was ecumenical, um, but uh, in there, actually, I, I ended up, I kind of f- fell into this really cool project called the Catholic High School Honor Roll. Uh, another fellow uh, alum was was helping run it at that time. Um, it, was, it was a lot of schools at the time. It was it was a program that that published the, the list of the 50 best Catholic high schools in the country every year. It was something that schools applied to. Um, and I had the chance to, to you know, build that out, attract more schools, um, you know, you know, you start providing feedback to schools so they knew how they stood in, in relation to others. Um, the program's still around. It's kind of morphed since then. Another organization runs it. Um, but that was something that was really fun. I ran that for four years, got to know the education space, the K-12, um, not just Catholic schools, but kind of the private school, the hmm. education reform uh, movement and just what, you know, what, what sort of ideas are out there? Where's the creative thinking around um, not just what, what schools are, but what they, what they could be and, and who's doing a great job serving, especially serving, um, you know, low, in, low income or mixed income schools. And, uh, how is it a tool of evangelization and all these different ideas of school models and ways to create pipelines of talent. Um, and that kind of corresponded with, um, you know, me being in, in a, in a, in a position where I was, I started thinking about uh, other opportunities, um, and I was attracted down to this, I was in this leadership program in DC at the time. And I met these folks, uh, who were also part of the program, um, at the a group called the philanthropy round table. Um, they were obviously also based in DC, uh, and, and took that as a chance to, to jump and work with them. Um, serving donors is something I had always kind of been interested in is what is, uh, what goes in, how do donors think about, you know, you know what are they going to invest in? Why, what's the rationale? How do they track it? What do you, what, what is a, what is a good gift? That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up working for the philanthropy round table and I it did something that was like, uh, pretty odd in DC. I ended up working at the, not just in DC for 10 years, but at the same organization for 10 years. Mm. Um, so I was, I, I led uh, an initiative on K-12 education specifically. I did a lot on Catholic schools because I, I knew a lot about that. Um, and we helped donors figure out how to give their money more effectively. Uh, mm. we held conferences, um, published guidebooks, did a lot of one-on-one meetings. They were very curious. They, they, the donors to find out, you know, what, what are my peers in other parts of the country doing, uh, how can, how can I learn from them? There's no easy way for those, uh, donors to meet each other. So we, we kind of played matchmaker and, uh, educator for, for funders. So I got to see, meet all kinds of really amazing families, um, find out what they were doing, what they were thinking about. Hmm. Uh, and that kind of helped. It was an education all by itself to me. I mean, there's, yeah. it's kind of hard to, to see that it was, it was, it was kind of experience-based, uh, and, uh, it was a fantastic experience. And I mean, funny enough, I mean, the, um, Speaking of like, where do you run into to, to alumni? Um, 
you run into them in the office in DC. Um, mm-hmm. I was at one point uh, on my the staff of 25, there were, um, there were four Franciscan alums and it was, none of us came there because of the others. It was all mm-hmm. um, at this, it was not a Catholic organization, not a religious organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we all ended up at the same nonprofit in DC. It was really cool. So mm-hmm. it was a little bit of a Franciscan at, at home and in the DC area. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so through that work, I obviously met a, a lot of really great, um, families, uh, I figured out, I think what I wanted to do long, long term. And eventually this, there's this one family that I work for now. Um, and they, uh, they were, you know, they were at a point where, um, they were becoming overwhelmed with risk requests. They were trying to you know be really serious about their own giving. Um, and that was kind of, as I was coming and coming to the end of my own, uh, tenure at the Philanthropy Roundtable, round table, uh, and was able to, um, to propose them, Hey, what if, what if I helped you? Let's give it a try for a little bit at first and see how it works. And it, you know, it ended up working really well. So I, this wonderful family in Chicago, um, I'm honored to, to be able to, to serve them and help them figure out how to, how to you know, give their money away. And it's something that they want to be really smart and intentional about. Hmm. Um, so I get to see all kinds of proposals on really cool ideas. Um, I, I wish we could, you know, uh, support more of them, but, um, and uh, hear about amazing projects and, and it's not mm. all Catholic stuff. It's also in, in kind of the poverty space in, in, in thinking about entrepreneurialism, um, serving the poor. Um, we do a little bit on, on marriage and family um, and some things on like civics and civic renewal. Hmm. Um, so yeah, it's a, uh, it's, it's an amazing, so I, as, as I look back, right. The, the time from Franciscan all the way through every step mattered. Every step hmm. is influencing and, and valuable to me now. Uh, and it's something that, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm just so grateful. So I'm, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing work that I'm doing right now. Yeah. That's so unique. I mean, I feel like that's a very unique way to go in and try to help other people to help <clears throat> other people. Yeah. And it's not something you can really think about in kind of, as an undergrad. It's like, Oh, I want to go and be a philanthropic consultant or run a family foundation or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, uh, it's, yeah, I kind of fell into it. Um, just by being kind of open to, what was there and kind of God's promptings, I think. So, mm-hmm. uh, but it's, yeah, it's, it's fantastic work. What would be one thing that maybe the general public is not thinking about when it comes to philanthropy and donating? I mean, I mean, the biggest thing is it's really hard, right? Um, how, yeah. Cause you, you're looking for a certain uh, impact, um, but you have to understand what's kind of driving that impact. Um you know, it, it's, it's a lot easier in the business world when, when ultimately the, the, the thing you're, you know, there's a kind of a double bottom line, you know, is there, is there a profit at the end? Did you, along the way you're serving, you're providing value, but if, you know, if, if a business isn't making money, it's, it's not going to last very long. Um, when you're giving money away, it's a little bit different because you're looking for a, you're still looking for a return, but the return is social. Uh, you know, so it's, it's kind of the question, like, how do you measure a change mind or how do you measure mm-hmm. a change heart? It's very hard to, to do that. Um, and sometimes you can, you can, you know, s- spend too much time trying to figure that out. So you have to rely on proxies. Um, you know, how many people attended an event? How many, wh- what was their survey result? Those are kind of real basic things, but re- what you really want to know is, was it effective? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, you oftentimes have to work on proxies, but you all, you know, it's kind of like being in a, in a, if you ever go into like a, the air, an airplane, like a cockpit, right. And there's like, there's just dials everywhere. And you say like, well, what's the most important dial <laughs> in the cockpit? It's like, well, they all matter. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at certain times, some matter more than others. And, mm-hmm. um, it, it just takes, it's a bit of experience, a bit of time to figure out kind of how, how best to, to think about what you want to achieve. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I would say that's it. Uh, it's, it's just kind of the, um, it's, it's just, it's just a harder space to be in, to know, to know about effectiveness, but, mm-hmm. um, doesn't mean you don't try. Right. Right. 
Yeah, that's interesting. It's cool to see kind of how every step has led you to the next one and has formed you to get to this final step here where you are now. Yeah. Do you have any advice looking back at all of those different steps that you would give to students based on this experience? Uh, don't triple major uh, <laughs> as much as uh, as much as I enjoyed it and benefiting from it. Uh, it probably in hindsight, I would have um, probably, done, I think Franciscan offers like a four plus one, you know, where you do a, your last year of, of your senior year is also the first year of your, of your master's. In hindsight, I probably would have done that, hmm. but it's fine. Um, actually, I would say the, the other advice, piece of advice I would say is to tr- don't be afraid to try stuff. Hmm. Um, I was just talking to a, a, another Franciscan alum. We just got connected. We, we graduated together and j- we just started meeting through, um, through some work projects and uh, he played rugby and that made me think, I was like, gosh, you know, that's actually one thing I wish I would have tried. Um, you know, previously I, I played, I played hockey. I was, um, you know, a middle distance runner. Um, I should have been like, just based on, on paper, I should have been somewhat decent at, at rugby, but I just never even tried it. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm in my forties. It's not really a time to start, <laughs> start playing something like rugby. So that's one thing I, I wish I would have tried. There's probably some other stuff I, I wish I would have done. Yeah. Um, the only, only other advice I would say is, is you mentioned it earlier, is this idea of building your network and just how important your network is. I didn't appreciate that when I was in undergrad. So when you're, you're thinking about, you know, what do I, I want to do? How do I want to work? Um, I didn't realize how much your network matters. The ability to, to call someone, even if you don't know who you want to reach, like if you know somebody who knows that person or you're twice removed, um, asking for favors, asking for introductions. Mm. I definitely didn't appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, but just seeing like h- how frequently you run, in, run into classmates or um, h- how valuable the in, the, the, how valuable the Franciscan network is, mm-hmm. um, is, is something it took me a while to appreciate that and really kind of take advantage of it. So it's, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that, I mean, it, I don't know what I'd say about how to, how to do that as an undergrad, although other than just building good relationships, right. And keeping in touch with people and being good, being a good friend. And, mm-hmm. um, well, I'll give a little plug then because we have an online mm-hmm. mentoring platform that we're trying to grow right now. It's called Baron Bridge. Um, And that's the point of it is just to be connected. So students can be on it, alumni can, and to really just have that space of connecting in one, one platform. So join Baron Bridge to learn more. That's right. I will have to, Mm -hmm. you're you're telling me on it right now. This is good. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, it's really great to hear. uh, Yeah. What Franciscan did for you and where you are now. Can we go back a little bit and hear some of our hot takes from the Hill to hear a little bit more about your student experience? Yeah, let's go. All right. So who was your favorite professor? So I got to say two. Um, so Dr. Lowry in the, in the business department, his last year was also my senior year. Uh, I think he's a marketing professor. Uh, fascinating story. Uh, I mean, he was, he's Canadian, used to be a, um, I think a Presbyterian pastor, evangelical pastor before he converted um, and just had a ton of business experience. Um, and he, he had all these great sayings like, you know, uh, what was his favorite? Something about you know, they're going gangbusters. Um, I love his, his reference to like, Oh, they're, they're after it, man. They're, they're going, you got to pay attention to this. Mm-hmm. So he had a lot of enthusiasm. Um, so I loved, loved him. He was one of my, yeah, I still keep in touch with him, uh, would always end up in his office. Um, the other one is, uh, in philosophy was Dr. Uh, Dr. Harold. I ended up taking him a number of times, um, friends with, uh, his son's, um, and yeah, had a fantastic, uh, you know, experience with him. Um, and I, I, he just helped me think, you know, all the mm-hmm. kind of philosophies, teaching, teaching you how to think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just, I learned so much from him. So yeah, yeah. Two very different professors, but both the, the fields you were in. 
Um, what would you say was your favorite class that you took? Favorite class, actually, so going in a different direction, um, texts of Aquinas. You wouldn't think uh, uh, mm. text would be that funny, but uh, the text of Aquinas and the professor was J.J. Sanford, now president of University of Dallas, mm-hmm. um, who's another person I've just ran into uh, through my work recently. Uh, he was he was fantastic. I think he was his first or second year teaching. Um, just clarity and it just got me so excited about philosophy and um, about, about domestic thinking. Mm. Awesome. What about your, where was your favorite place to study as a student? Okay, so definitely not the library and not my dorm room. Uh, the <laughs> library was a place to uh, that was a social hangout. Too social. Uh, not a lot of not a lot of studying happened there. Um, I would actually the, the thing I did is I would go f- to like the third floor of Cosmos and Damien and find an empty classroom. Mm. That was I was, I wanted to be alone, just get get away because otherwise people check in on you and you know bug you mm-hmm. all the time. So um, yeah, that was that was my thing, and that was that was the you know the building I was still new at the time, so it was uh, it was just a nice place. It was really nice and fresh then. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have a feeling people are going to be doing that in this new building when it opens, finding the nooks and crannies for quiet studying. Um, all right. How about your favorite campus activity as a student? You know, it's tough to say. I would say household. I feel I kind of feel to mention that. Um, just how much time I had with, uh, you know, meeting my wife on campus. Um, so I don't know if it kind of like, get, you know, finding your spouse, maybe that's an activity. <laughs> um, so, so Debbie, uh, uh, her maiden name is Stets. Um, we met actually through uh, becoming, prayer, we were first prayer partners on campus. Uh, oh. I drew her name to be my prayer. We were in brother, sister households, right? Okay. So I drew her name um, and I kind of already had my eye on her. And then um, of course, use the fact that we were prayer partners for all it was worth. Um, like, hey, yeah, of course. Yeah, like, we prayer partners go to mass together. And of course, you walk around campus and pray the rosary together <laughs> naturally. And so um, that just provided me that the in I needed to uh, to spend time with her. And, uh, and that worked. So I would say, yeah, um, that was that turned out to be a pretty, pretty amazing experience. One I'm mm-hmm. still grateful for. So, yeah, well, there you go. Can't go wrong there. Um, finally, and you've already named a few of them, but have you ever run into an alum in an unexpected place? Yeah, there's, there's one, um, kind of, kind of funny. I mean, I know a lot of people say, you know, airports, conferences. Um, so the first one I mentioned was, was my office, right. Where, um, Franciscan alums would come to interview for positions and and we'd end end up, um, hiring a number of them. So that was a lot of fun working with them. The other funny one was my, was my house. Um, the, uh, it, once we moved, we've moved to South Bend. That's where we live now. Um, we have this farm um, that it used to be a horse farm. It's 12 and a half acres. Um, and we're kind of adjusting to taking care of it. So we'd ordered a, you know, gotten a, a lawn crew, not a lawn crew. Sorry. It's like a, like fertilizing, like a fertilizing service. And I'm talking to the guy who came, who's really nice. And I was like, Hey, where did, you know, how did you, how did you end up here? And he's like, well, I went to this great Catholic university in Ohio called Franciscan. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, um, you know, you found me. So, wow. um, yeah. So this guy who was running this, this little, uh, lawn business. So, uh, yeah, that's you, you find, find him anywhere, including out your back door. Yeah. That's so fun. Very cool. Well, Anthony, Anthony, thank you so much for, for joining us. This is a really fun story and it's encouraging to hear what hard work and following one step after the another can do for you. So thank you so much for sharing your story. Thanks, Christy. Thanks for having me on. Good talking to you. Yeah, you too. Do you know an alumni with a story to tell? We want to share legends from the entire university history and would love your suggestions. Email us at alumni at franciscan.edu. And I'll be back here in two weeks with a new conversation you won't want to miss.